So, uh, if it's all right, just starting off right at the beginning of your career with Slow Town, or I might have pronounced yeah. that completely wrong, but in the <laughs> non-league, performing well and getting your move to Brentford, how did that deal sort of come about for you and sort of getting into playing football? Yeah, obviously, football obviously my, was my bread and butter as a kid. Every kid's dream is, was to become a professional footballer, and luckily for myself, I did. Uh, with, the, with regards to Slough, it was my local team where I was born and bred. Uh, I was playing for the youth team up to under 16, up, up to, yeah, I was at Crystal Palace up to under 15s. And I got released from there, from uh, Centre of Excellence. And then I went to Slough Town and I was just playing in their youth team and then progressing to the reserves. And uh, I was scoring quite a lot of goals in the reserves. And then uh, Brian McDermott, the manager at the time, said, Lord, I want you to come and train with the first team. So I was only seven, yeah, 17, 18 at the time. He said, come and train with the first team, get a bit of experience. So happy days, done that. Still scoring goals in the reserves. And then uh, he said to me one game, he goes, uh, you're going to be making your debut tomorrow in the first team against Telford. I was like, wow. He goes, he said, uh, I was like, oh, at first I was like, I thought he was joking, but he says, now you've done well. Your time's now, so all the best. Just go and give it your best. And luckily for myself, I scored four goals on my debut against Telford in the conference, one six nil, And uh, yeah, never really looked back from there, really. Wow, what a moment that must have been. <laughs> <laughs> what were them goals like? Do you do you still remember them goals today then? Or yeah, there's a couple. I remember there's a there's one diving header. I'll always remember I always remember the one diving header. And when I, going back now, I mean that was it nearly oh, twenty six years ago now, I think. So like I can't remember yeah, it was a long time ago now, but yeah, it was just boy the rovers stuff, you know. Local boy playing for your local team, scoring in the conference four goals. Uh and it was just yeah, it was just brilliant. It was just a dream come true. Oh, you, you played with a specialist diving header, didn't you? Sheffy Coochie, but we'll get to that one a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> so then getting your move to Brentford, what was that like? How did the deal come about for you? It's actually cool. Ne never nearly happened, to be fair. So again, I was at Slough Town doing well, and then I was in a, started being a team regular, scoring goals, and then a lot of, a lot of uh, clubs were quite keen on me. But a lot of them were all looking for the following season or season after. So I was only still young. But what happened was I had signed a two-year deal with Slough Town and we did quite well that, that year. We, we came, ended up eighth in the league, I think it was, semi-final of the FA Trophy. So the following season, the, the Football League changed the criteria. So they said all conference teams had to have a certain, their, their stadium had to be a certain dynamic. But our chairman, he felt at the time, he felt his, our stadium was okay to go into the comp, to stay in the conference. So he said he's not going to do nothing, he's not going to upgrade it. So the conference said, if you don't upgrade, you're going to get demoted into a lower league. So all us, especially us youngsters who still had another year, we're like, hold on, it's not fair if we've done so well the year before, we, we're entitled to be in this league, but if the club are saying that they're not going to upgrade us, we, yeah. why, should we, why should we suffer and end up getting demoted into, in the end, they, the Slough Town got demoted in, I think, even two or three divisions below in the end from the conference. Yeah. So myself and a few youngsters, I said to Brian McDermott, I said, Gaffer, I said, no, no disrespect, that's not fair on us lot. We, what, yeah. we haven't... Yeah. We haven't done anything wrong to, to be demoted into such a lower league. We're trying to go up in our careers. Yeah. So he says, oh, I don't want to I'm, I'm going to try and get a few of you boys on trial and maybe sell a couple of you boys to like other conference clubs or maybe mm -hmm. some professional clubs. So he, he arranged a, a four-week trial for me to go to Walsall, who then were in the league, the, the, or the league one now as it is, Division 2 at the time. And I was like, wow, Walsall, man, I'm freaking, I'm in, I'm in like a, I'm mean, like a 20 year old going from semi-professional to like a professional environment. I was so nervous. Yeah. So I went up there and at the time there was players, if you remember players like Michael Ricketts, yeah. Clive Pack, Jimmy Walker, the goalkeeper, Marshy, 
like some big experience players who've been around the tracks for many, many years. So I've gone up there and uh, at first, don't get me wrong, you know, I mean, you're nervous, your bag of, your, your bag of cement knives, a bit, I was all safe. But then I sort of got into it the first week, I got into it, I was getting into it. And then the second week, I started getting a bit more confident. And on my way to training, on the second week, I got a phone call from Brian and he said, oh, Lloyd, where are you? And I said, I'm, I'm on my way to training. He goes, oh, I've just sold you. I said, what do you mean sold me? He said, I've just sold you to Brentford. I went, yeah, whatever, Gaffer. He goes, no, he said, I've sold you to Brentford for 25,000. I was like, seriously? He goes, yeah. He goes, go and tell Ray Graydon, who was a manager at Walsall at the time, yeah. just go and say to him, thank you very much, and uh, you appreciate everything, and then obviously you've got an opportunity. So I went to the training ground, saw Ray Graydon, I said, look, Ray, oh, I guess Brian's phoned you, there's an opportunity for me at Brentford. He said, oh, look, Lloyd, he goes, we want to see you for another couple of weeks, but you're doing okay, but if you've got an opportunity, I wouldn't want to stand in your way. Yeah. I rushed back down the, M- I rushed back down the M6, back to Slough. I met Brian uh, at my mum's house, and then me and him drove to uh, Heathrow Airport because Ron Nodes, uh, may he rest in peace, uh, and Ray Lewin and all the rest of the Brentford players, they were going to La Manga for pre-season mm-hmm. training. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were flying out there, so I had, to meet him at, I had to meet him at the airport. So I met him at the airport, and at the time I had this agent called Lanry Oakey. Oh, mate, so he, was, he was, a night, uh, was a nightmare. So what happened there? I called Lanry, I said, look, Lanry, Brentford, he goes, yeah, I've heard that they've bought you. I said, we need to go and sign this contract. He goes, okay, I'll meet you at the airport. So he's come from Holborn in London, met me at the airport with uh, Brian and then, myself and then Ronnie, Ray Lewin. So Ryan's actually left us alone now, just me and my agent. And then we've gone to a cafe with Ray Lewington and uh, Ron Nodes. And uh, Ron Nodes says, look, this is a deal, three-year contract, uh, 350 a week. And I was buzzing, man. I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is, I was on like 50 pound a week at Slats. I was like, wow, this is unbelievable. A thousand pound of gold. And I was like, wow, this is like dreams come true. And then Larry, the agent, he looked at the contract and went, no. And I went, I said, in my head, what do you mean no? It's an opportunity to become a professional footballer. He goes, Damn. he goes, uh, he goes, this offer is derives me. My my client's not signing this offer. I said, I said, Larry, I, I need to sign this offer. Rate, one, uh, rate, one of those goes, if you don't want to sign it, we're, we're off. We don't, don't skin up our nose. So at the time, I had a mentor called Danny Bailey, who was at Slough Town when I was a kid as well. So Danny was like a real mentor to me. So I said, I need to call Danny, man, because I can't be, this, this deal can't be going. I've got to take it, man. So I called up Danny. I said, Dan, you best please tell Lanry, because Lanry was the one, Danny introduced me to this Lanry guy. Mm-hmm. I said, you best tell this Lanry to let me sign this deal, because boy, otherwise one knows is taking it away from the table. So Lanry spoke to Danny, and then Lanry said, oh, if the, if the player wants to sign, he can sign. So anyway, I ended up signing. Next thing, when I signed, I fucking got, got rid of it. Excuse my language. I was never, you know what I mean? I was a like, great opportunity. Three-year contract as a professional footballer. I was like, yeah. yeah. So no, yeah, Brent, I signed I signed the pre pre agreement. Brentford and one knows that they all flew out to the manga. And then within that time when I they were away, I just went to go and do the usual medical, sign the original documentation, and then went mm. done a bit of training with the boys who were who were who stayed back for rehab, etc. And then uh, yeah, they came back and yeah, ended up starting to be a Brentford player back in nineteen ninety eight. What was the reason? Did he ever give you like the agent? What, what were it was he expecting more money or did he want a fee oh. for himself or what 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 would crack there? Yeah, look. To be fair, it was all. For, it was. It was all about them. It would have been more than money. Because don't get me wrong. Look, I was. I was. A, I was hot property in regards to mm. coming from the conference, and I was scoring goals at the time with myself. People like Jason Roberts was around, Barry Held, uh, 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 who else was there? Kevin Betsy. All us lot were Nathan Ellington. We were all coming from that non-league way, and we were all doing all well. And so there was a lot of hype. So he, I guess he was expecting much, much more money. But mate, I was happy with even if it was fifty pound a week. Yeah, yeah. professional so 
yeah, I, like I said, I, I had to take it. And like you said, that's your opportunity. If you back yourself when you get in, then the money will come off the back of that one. But agents yeah. probably just see it there and then I need what I can get my client now, I guess, don't they? So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've had, a few, we've had a few guests on and, and agents don't often get a glowing a glowing yeah. review. Uh, I think I think there's this conception that agents are just out to get the money they can and it seems to be being proven right every week that we have another guest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you had an absolute brilliant spell at Brentford, scoring 64 goals in 163 games and then one goal against Blackpool, winning you the goal of the month award. But yeah. do you have a most memorable goal at Brentford? Yeah, I do, to be fair. I'll probably have to say the one to win the championship, you know, my first ever season. And yeah. to make it a nice round, rounded off a nice number of 25 goals, you know. Uh, first year pro, uh, I ended up playing every game that year. We had to go to Cambridge. Both teams were already promoted, but whoever won, it was, it was literally winner takes all. Whoever won that game won the league. Mm. Uh, and I scored a winning goal, 1-0 away from home. In, our, in the away fans, you know, it was just a dream come true. So that was a definitely one of my memorable goals. And like you said, the one against Blackpool, I was very proud of that one, the way I connected with that and, and hit that on the volley. That was a nice goal. And there's also, there was also one nice one at Stoke away, left foot, left foot dink. I was really happy with as well. So there was, a, there was quite a few there in, in, the, in the goal scoring charts. <laughs> but um, every time, well, I don't know about every time, but when you scored a goal, Lloyd, you, uh, you raised the roof with your celebration. How did, how did that come about? Was that something you'd planned? No, well, you know what, Josh, right? I'll tell you what, it's like, it, it just happened just happened automatically. So one game we played, a, I think it was Darlington at home. And I remember Warren Aspinall put a cross and I scored a goal header. And I've just run off automatically and I've just spun around and then put my hands in the air. I remember Tony Phone, I think it was Tony Phone at the time, he come and celebrated with me. And I just, that was it. I didn't think nothing of it. And then when we come out the next game at Brentford, like, I think I must have scored again. Or, or, it was either when I scored or when that Peter Gillam, the announcer, just called out my name. All the fans just started doing this raise the roof <laughs> ever since then it just literally just stuck it just literally yeah. stuck Josh. so yeah and every, everywhere i went it just followed suit so it was it was, it was brilliant brilliant well got to play to it that that's amazing I, I love stuff like that you sort of your custom celebrations shearer addies and players fans, like that didn't they, so. fans love it don't they as well oh, as soon yeah, as get involved, yeah and that's what it's all about nick for me it's all about the fans you know without us without the fans us us footballers wouldn't be footballers you know they're the ones who are paying our wages in a way and and being out there. So for me, it's all about giving everything back to the fans. I love it. I love interacting with the fans. Yeah. Brilliant. So we've mentioned the main man himself, Ron Nodes, and then obviously you also played under Steve Coppel at Brentford. What was that like? What were they like as characters? Yeah, obviously two two different total guys. Obviously, they both have got a great relationship with each other prior from many years ago at Crystal Palace. Ron, obviously, he wasn't really, even though he was the manager, manager, I mean, Ray Lewin at the time was the main man uh, doing the coaching and, and yeah. sort of picking it, even though Ron picked the team, but Ray was the one who was in charge with, with Tay Bullivant and uh, Brian Sparrow, may he rest in peace as well, you know, doing it. And obviously with Cops, just phenomenal, my best ever manager, articulate, methodical, uh, caring, uh, just a great, great guy, an honest guy. And uh, yeah, he was just, he was fantastic for me. He's always come across like that, like a really intelligent guy. Had a great spell at Reading as well, didn't he? Really, really. Yeah. I don't know what's happened to him. Like, did he retire after Reading? No, nah, so he's got, the gaffer, he, he, he went to India for quite a few years. All right. I'm not actually, I mean, I spoke to him probably late last year. Mm. Uh, I'm not too sure whether he's, I didn't even ask him to be fair, whether he, if he's still, even if he was in India or whether he was in, in the UK. He's probably just chilling on the golf course somewhere knowing him. 
I go and join him, eh, hey, Josh? We've just got you into golfing, haven't we? I can I can nearly hit the ball now. I'm doing all right. <laughs> Brilliant. So then, obviously, signing for Sheffield Wednesday, becoming a hero instantly. So coming off of the bench and then scoring within 60 seconds against noisy neighbours, Sheffield United. Yeah. What was that like as a moment for you? Another one, crazy scenario. It was so weird because so many people didn't believe me. So I went to Sheffield Wednesday. I left Brentford after we lost the player final to Stoke. I was injured in the final against Stoke. I knew my knee was gone, so I, even though I played on a bad knee, but I, I knew I was going for an operation. Uh, so I ended up talking to quite a few clubs that year, 2002. But I mean, every club I told, every club I went to to speak to, I told them, look, I've got my knee done. This is what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. They, so they all, they all happened to sign me because they knew it was enough time to get fit, etc. So I uh, ended up signing for Sheffield Wednesday, uh, but obviously had to have the operation. And I had a dream. I had a dream and I, I had a dream that after my operation, I'm going to be doing my rehab. I'll probably be out for six to eight weeks. And I said, I'm going to make my, like the dream, or in my dream, it was, I made my debut against Sheffield United and I scored with my first touch. So I was in the gym, I was in the gym at Hillsborough and uh, I was, I remember Alan Quinn, uh, it was Alan Quinn, uh, Derek Geary, Paul McLaren, Lee Bromley, we were all in the gym pumping weights and everything. I said to the boys, oh, you ain't going to believe it, but I had a dream that I'm going to make my debut in a couple of weeks against United. I'm going to score my first touch. They'll go, shut up, boy. They'll go, shut up. What are you talking about? I said, no, trust me, it's going to happen. So they get my, get my fitness, get my knee better, blah, blah, blah. In the end, comes down the corner, the gaffer says, yep, yeah, Lloyd, you're, uh, obviously if you're fit enough, you're going to be, if you're fit enough to be on the bench, you're going to be on the bench, mate. And I swear, no word of a lie. Because if you see the goal again, if you ever see the goal on YouTube, obviously I've come on and scored. You see me turn around to Alan Quinn and say, what did I effing tell you? What did I and you, <laughs> literally, you literally what I said. And again, in, in the cop end, it was my first touch. I couldn't even, that's that's proper Royal Rover stuff. Yeah, yeah. Proper Royal Rover stuff. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah, well, we're all, um, we all live in Chesterfield, so quite local to Sheffield. So we yeah. certainly get that that rivalry. It must have been, must have been, oh, like you yeah, said, Royal Rover. Yeah. I never experienced nothing like it. The noise was definitely, I remember the game on a Sunday, September the 1st. Mm -hmm. It was, it was just, yeah, Hillsborough was just, uh, oh, it was unbelievable. When you hear them singing the high Sheffield Wednesday and just, it was just, oh, I'm, oh chills, chills, you get chills, you get absolute <laughs> chills. I was going to say, I remember, uh, I know it's a little bit off topic, we couldn't, me and my partner were coming out at Cosmos and it was literally, I didn't realise it was Sheffield United Chef Wednesday game. And then mm. obviously Cosmos is right next to sort of Bramall Lane and literally driving out. I must have been there 45, 50 minutes, just waiting for the guys, literally all marching like thousands of rows, <laughs> just sort of walking to the ground, like load of police on horses and yeah. honestly the scenes and they were singing. It just sounded incredible. I think that's the yeah. atmosphere that sort of brings that rivalry into it as well. Yeah, sure. Sure. Unreal. But so again, Playing alongside some incredible people at Chef Wednesday. I know we mentioned him, Chef Ikuchi, Craig Armstrong, Kevin yeah. Pressman. What were these people like? What were they like as, yeah, like as training and everything? Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, Nick, it was it was quite daunting in a way because obviously they'd just been relegated from the Premier the year before, like, and so you had big characters there, like say them them guys there, then you had players, Tron Solvek, uh, uh Simon Donnelly, Phil O'Donnell. Uh, maybe rest in peace. Uh, who else was like? Uh, who else was there? Gerald Sabon. Sabon. Oh, Sabon. So so bon, for example, yeah, yeah, great player. Like yeah. like Kevin Pressman. These are these are names who've been in the Prem and been. <laughs> you know, I mean, international players. So it was weird because when I had signed, 
I got in, I remember going to a change. I've only been used to like League One, uh, League One at my time. Always been in League One at the time, and I was like, gone into a Championship change room. Well, to be fair, I said Premiership change room because mm. that's 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 the way the club was at the time. It was it was massive. And I walked in, I thought, oh, this is a bit, felt it's a bit intimidating because you see even people like F and Akuka was there as well. Yeah. And I was like, wow, where, like, look, I looked at like, where do I even go and sit first? I was like, where do I go and sit? So I just found a, I found a little plot. But then when, once I was in there, you could tell there was a real, there was a bit of a clickiness about everything. Because you had all the boys who like Derek Geary and the young ones who've been come through the youth, Alan Quinn. Then you had some of the guys that they've signed from some of the league one, some championship, like, uh, Paul McLaren, Craig Armstrong, and then you had the big boys, the big boys, Pressman and Strond and all that on the right. So it was like, there wasn't that real togetherness. Mm. So it was a bit clicky. And I guess because they're not on such massive wages as well and been, yeah. been relegated, they, their mm. money didn't go down. So no, as much as it's horrible to say, is I felt like they didn't really care. Yeah. They were on the massive money. I mean, that time, I remember, I think some of them were like 15 grand a week. Mm. In a championship, I mean, fifteen grand a week back then is, you know what I mean, yeah, massive right. money. So like, they, they, I don't think they didn't really care. And that's why we, I guess, in a way, the club overall didn't do well that same season again. You know, unfortunately, yeah. so, there was yeah. a lot of expectation, weren't they, coming down from the prem? Yeah, yeah. They, they'd not been relegated before, so they were, like you say, a huge yeah. team at the time. It's just crazy that they've never. Really got close to getting back as well. I mean, they got to was it the playoff semis, didn't they? Once the playoff yeah, final a couple of years ago against Hull, didn't they? Um, oh yeah, that goal by Mohamed Diame, weren't it? Oh yeah, yeah. that that's closest they've come, and that were a one-off, weren't it? They've, Such yeah. a massive club. Like we've oh, had, we've had a few yeah. Wednesday, ex Wednesday players. When you just thought the atmosphere at Hillsborough. Obviously, I've been a few. I'm a Burnley fan. I've been a few times supporting mm. Burnley against Wednesday. It's just such a great club. Probably yeah. overdue a return, I'd say. Yeah. Hopefully one day, man. Hopefully they can do it. Hopefully. Was there ever a player in that dressing room at Chef Wednesday who really sort of put their arm around you and welcomed you in? Yeah, to be fair, like people like because obviously I, I knew Paul McLaren played against him when he was at, used to be at Luton, so he made me feel really welcome. A lot of the youngsters, especially a lot of the youngsters, uh, and then a couple of the loanees, obviously because we're a couple of the loanees coming, so I guess they were sort of in the same boat. They were they were sort of newies as well, like Leon Knight. Mm. Uh, who else came in at the time? Was, yeah, there was Leon, there was Gary Monk. Yeah. Uh, so a few players, yeah, they 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 were cool. But like I said, the, the, overall the boys, overall though, they weren't bad. You know I mean, yeah. they, weren't, they weren't they weren't they weren't mean towards to us to like new guys. But they're just a bit of pickiness because of the seniority, yeah. etc. And yeah, and, and the money, but nothing nothing malicious or nothing. So yeah. So on leaving Sheffield Wednesday, you had a, a loan out to Reading and then signed permanently the year after. What was what led to your decision and leaving Sheffield? Oh, mate, it's, it was actually quite. I, I I find it. I found that very insult. Not many people would know what exactly happened, and so Chris Turner obviously came in as a gaffer. Obviously, gaffers have who they want to play, which is fair enough. I started off the season. I think I'm, first game of the season, I scored two. I think against uh, Swindon. Started mm. off all right. Started off well. Then I was scoring goals, and he, then I was out of the team, and then I came back in the team, and then we played uh, Wickham live on Sky and uh, I scored the first set up the second and then got interviewed after the match and Alan Quinn got man the match and even Quinn said oh no he should have got man the match blah 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 that was cool so happy day we won the game one two two one we won <clears throat> come the following game I think actually I think it might have been I'll tell you what I'll tell you what Luke might have, I think we might have even played Burnley mm. the second game 
on the, so we played Tuesday night down at Wickham and then on the Saturday we played uh, Burnley I think it was and I was on the bench mm. I'm thinking if I'm not mistaken I swear I had a good game on Tuesday night so when I was on the bench I think I come on might have come on late in the game so on the sun we lost the game as well so on the Sunday he got us he got us all in so all the boys are training I'm trained got started to walk out and then I thought to myself you know what I need to go I need to go and see him I want to go and see him and ask him why I weren't playing like yeah. the night the day before so I got into his office, I knocked on the door. He sat, he sat uh, at his desk, and then Colin West was, Colin West was in there as well. <clears throat> and mind you, though, I mean, I, I, I get, I get all my gaps. If I haven't got, even if I, even if over the years I've not done, not had sort of eye to eye with him, I, I still have respect for him. Full stop. You know, so that's one thing I always say uh, when I do these podcasts. Like, all the managers always got respect. But anyway, yeah. Danny Bailey used to always tell me, if a manager gets you in his office and he can never sit in front of you face to face. There's something wrong with a, mm-hmm. with a manager. So he got me in his office. He's sort of sitting like, he's sort of sitting in his chair that he's told me to sit on the side of him. So I've certainly, but I'm facing Colin West. So Colin West is the assistant. I'm facing Colin Gaff's on my left of me. So I said, I said, Gaff, I just wanted to find out like why I weren't, like why I weren't playing. And I don't know, I don't know whether he knew I was coming, but he pulled out a piece of paper out of his desk, right? And he read down a list. He goes, this is why you, this is why you never played. You're not fit enough. You don't score enough goals. You don't work hard enough. But and I was just like, I was just like gobsmacked. I was like, okay, what game were you watching on? He goes, that's just a, he goes, that was just a one-off. I went, mate. I said, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, for just even for my goal ratio for game to goal, wasn't bad at the time. Yeah. So, and that was it. So I was fucking living. I was living. So I've gone out in training, right? And I've gone out and smashing everyone. I've just 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 lost. I just lost bed. <laughs> and then he goes to me. Then he turns and then after training, he goes, that's what I want. That's what I want. One the reaction out of me he goes. That's what I want to see on the pitch. You being like that. So that was that. So we saw. I was from there. We sort of clashed. So uh, we played the. Uh, we played Brighton away, mm-hmm. and obviously Cops was at Brighton at the time. So Cops, obviously, I was going to see him because he's like I said, my favourite gaffer. So he called me in his office when I got there. He goes, oh, come over, come and say hello, Louis. So let's have a quick, quick tea and blah blah. He goes, oh, I've seen that you're not been playing. I said, no, I'm not even involved, gaffer. He's been on the bench, brother. He goes, oh, would you want to come on loan there? I was like, yeah, I'm buzzed. I was like, yeah, I'll be buzzing to come here down, not far from mum and dad as well, down, is, down in London, I think. Mm. So he goes, okay, let's see how this game goes today. And then he goes, well, I'll touch base with you Monday. So anyway, played the game, I can't remember the score of the game anyway. And then uh, on the Monday, his phone goes, yeah, I'm just trying to sort out this loan. We're trying to sort out a loan deal for you. So anyway, I've gone into the change room on the Tuesday. I started boasting to the boys, like, yeah, looks like I'm going on loan, so I'm going on loan to Brighton, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And then one of the boys, one of the boys goes, Lloyd, you see Sky Sports News? I went, no. Cops has left. He's gone to Reading. I'm like, what the? So, so he's left Brighton League One, gone to Championship. And I'm like, oh, man. And then there was me boasting, thinking I'm going to Brighton. So I couldn't believe I was pissed now. So uh, so one month's gone by. It's about, it's about October time. Then November time gone past. Before. I'm still at, still at Chef Wednesday. Then I get a phone call. Lloyd, Stevie couple here. <laughs> come on loan to Reading and I was like yeah who's I said who's winding me up now I said who's one I said oh, no Lloyd it's serious it's Steve I was like serious Gaffer goes yeah so this time I thought you know what I'm not going to say nothing until it, until it happens <laughs> but then Brian McDermott phoned me because Brian McDermott at the time was a chief scout so Brian's phone me goes now Lloyd now it's all sorted it's all, it's all sorted we've spoken to the secretary uh, you, you're coming yeah you're signing you're signing for us on loan so you have to come back down and it was actually Christmas so I went mm. for, I drove back down and I played on Boxing Day against Wimbledon I think it was I was on the bench ready straight away. On the bench, come on, I think we lost that game as well, 3-1. And then 
yeah, signed a three-month loan and then, like, like you said, Nick, turned into a permanent. So, uh, yeah, it was a blessing. It was a blessing. But like I said, I don't regret nothing that happened at Sheffield. I still feel like I could have really done something there, you know, but at the end of the day, it, that's football, swings and roundabouts. You've you got to do what you've got to do to, to play regular football, you know? Okay. Indeed. Do you notice that comes full circle quite a lot? Because obviously you, you've worked with Brian McDermott before, you've worked with Steve mm. Coppel before, and then obviously you've sort of gone full circle and you've gone back to Brentford as well. So do you notice that happens quite a lot in football? People always sort of tend to work with the same managers. Man, I, I guess it comes down to how you are with a manager. If you, mm. if you yeah. are one as a good person, full stop, if you're a good person, full stop, and the managers know what kind of character you are, you're a good character, and they like you, they'll always remember you. Yeah. So when a gaffer, i.e. cops, will go to another club, and if he's looking for a striker, one of his first perceptions might be, you know what? I remember Lloyd Wilson when he was with me at XYZ. This is what he done for me. So yeah. why would I want him here? Because I know what he'll do for me. So that's mm -hmm. how I see it. That's how I've built relationships over the past of all the managers I've worked under. Uh, so yeah, with cops again, like you say, Brian McDermott was chief scout. Yeah. Brian knew me from a kid. Brian knew me as a kid from Slough Town days. Because yeah. he's a local style boy himself, and then he brought me through style town, and then all the way, always kept in contact. So yeah, it was a blessing to play to work under them guys, and uh, yeah, it was good times. So one question that we've actually got for you, and I think we're going to enjoy this one. So from Reading, yeah. you've gone back to Brentford, and the manager at the time, Martin Allen. Yeah, <laughs> what was I he think... like to play for? Oh mate, so Martin, so so at Reading, I saw, I was playing at Reading. And then a couple of times I was, I had a couple. Of, I was, I was in and out of the team again. And then I was on the had a reserve game. Hmm. And then after the game, I got to my car, and there was a note on my car. <laughs> I opened up this note. I thought at first I thought it was a parking fine or something. So I opened up this note, and it goes, "Your club needs you." So I'm thinking, what the hell? Didn't think nothing. Didn't think nothing. Covered. Just threw the paper away. So they that year. So that. That season, I was in and out of the team, and then Cops, fair play to my luck again. I love a guy who's honest. He said, Lloyd, the following season, I still had another year left on my contract because I can't guarantee whether you're going to play the following year or not. So, and I said, You know me, Gaffy, no, it's not for me, it's not about the money. I need to play regular football because I'm getting to a certain age. Mm -hmm. So, he said, If you find a team, whatever, you, you know, I mean, we'll probably pay you up a bit here, then you can go and find your team. So, anyway, a couple of teams speaking to a couple of teams, and then obviously Brentford come in. At first, when they said Brentford, I was like, I went, but I was thinking, never go back. They was, people would say, never, never go back. Yeah. But anyway, I'll end up going back. But I went, to, I had to go with my my new agent, Les, who was a top guy, still with me to this day, my mentor, advisor. We had to go and meet uh, Martin Allen and John Griff, may he rest in peace as well, at Heathrow Airport. Again, but somewhere, there's a different hotel this time. So I've gone to meet him, and uh, Martin just, he goes, wait, Lloyd, how you doing? He's just crazy mad dog. He goes, uh, your club needs you, yeah? The club needs you. I thought, where have I heard that before? I went, oh my God, don't tell you, you're the one who put that, he, he started cracking up. So he was the one who put it on my car because he was at a game. He was at a reserve game watching. So he, when he left the game, he put the note on my car. And then, uh, yeah, it ended up obviously signing for them. You know, it was coming, it was like a homecoming in regards to, because I, like, I knew I knew what I, I could do there and achieve. And just because just of the people at the club and the fans were just from day dot when I was there for the other four years. Were phenomenal so yeah it was a no-brainer in a way and uh yeah we had some good times there again my second my second spell around yeah what is um what will martin like like because we've had a few guests on and it's been a hit and miss um opinion on him but i guess that depends yeah. from player to player yeah. But... Yeah. exactly exactly mate uh, Luke, that's the thing all again 
It's how a player is towards him and how he is towards a player. Me and him, you people probably say that Martin, me and him clash all the time, but I know for a fact that he loved me to bits and I loved him to bits because he put me through my paces because he knew what I would do for him and run through a brick wall and he would like there were things that he would make me do that I'd I'd think never to do. But I saw when I after the process of it, yeah. I realised why he why he would do it. Because I remember there was one day training session. He actually stopped to train training about half hour into the training and everyone was like a bit lethargic and but he, I think I was having a bit of a stinker like and he goes, that's it, training stopped, everyone halfway line. He goes, everyone halfway line and everyone goes, what's up, Gaffer? He goes, over everyone. So everyone come in. He goes, all us lot, me, as in him and all the players, we're all going to go and stand on the other, uh, on the other 18 yard box. He goes, Lloyd, stand on the halfway line. I went, yeah, and to do what? He goes, just stand there, just wait. So no word of a lie. He must have had about 40 footballs, right? And he goes to Sam Soji and Turner at the time. He goes, just keep playing balls in the channel. So he goes, put a ball in the channel. He goes, Lloyd, there you go. First ball, run into the channel. Run. I had to run in the channel, go and get the ball, bring it back. And again, and again, for about half an hour, he made me just do channel runs, but it's just kept putting the ball in the channel. But it was all because he just wanted me to, he knew what I could do. And, but it was hindsight. I mean, it got me fitter and it got me a bit fitter as well, because that's what I was doing for half an hour, running, running into the channel, getting the balls back. But little things like that, he was he was he was good. But like I said, he was uh, I can see why some people might not like him because he's a bit over he's a bit eccentric, he's a bit too much. But for me, I loved I loved it. I loved it. I think that's it. And I think managers have different styles and, and they'll always suit some players. And I think back to your point, Nick, about when things come full circle, that's another reason for it. If if a manager knows that a player will get his style and it'll work well with him and, and may yeah. then make other players understand their style as well. Exactly. It's going to make his job easier, isn't it? So, yeah, I, was, I ended up going back, I ended up, I mean, I signed for Cheltenham and then he came into Cheltenham as well again. Yeah. I, I had him twice as a manager, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great. Did he uh, ever put on his own music to get the team pumping? Like, he tried to, but I was in charge of the music, man. Was you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, I was in charge of music, man, so he tried to kind of put all his rubbish music, so, nah, 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 gaffer. <laughs> I just put in the garage and R&B, man. So that was, yeah, I was in charge of that. So <laughs> yeah. I'll ask as well, Lloyd, because it was around that time, sort of 2005, obviously got capped by Ghana, four caps mm-hmm. for Ghana. How did that yeah. come about? What was that experience like? That was phenomenal. I was actually at Reading when I first got my first cap. Uh, I remember Sue, the club secretary, she called me. She said, oh, Lloyd, the Ghana FA, wanna, they want to see you in the game. And the game was actually, it was actually against a club team, against FC Leon. And it was mm. in France, and I swear, you know, you know, England to London, uh, sorry, England to France is it's either a quick Eurostar or a quick frigging plane ride. No yeah. word of a lie. It took me about three days to get there. Back in them, <laughs> serious. Back in them days, the Garner FA, it was so so disorganised. So because it was cheaper, they made me. I I went from from my mum. I was in, living in Slough at the time, from Slough to Stansted Airport, Stansted to. Uh, where we go, we, me and Patrick, to Holland, Holland to France. Right, <laughs> <laughs> just go direct to France. And, like, it was crazy, and ended up ended up going, yeah, ended up going there, and I got there. And I remember at the time, I never really thought about my motherland. To be fair, I never really thought ever represent my motherland. Mm. But when I got there, I saw these young players at the time. It was young Michael Essien, Stephen Tyree, Stephen Appiah, Asamoah Jan, 
But these were young Ghanaian. I never really, I never again, never really followed them. I knew Stephen appeared to a certain extent, uh, but the rest of didn't really think nothing of it. But I swear now, no word of a lie, these guys were phenomenal. Yeah, we were doing a keep, we were doing a keep ball session, keeping ball, and I, I literally in a session I stopped and just applauded because you couldn't even get the ball off these guys. They were that, they were that superior. It was unbelievable. It was just yeah. unbelievable. I was in awe. Of it. I was like, wow. And obviously, yeah, we drew that game one one. And then, uh, yeah, I made a couple more other appearances later on down the track when I was went back to Brentford against FC to- uh, against Togo, Senegal. And then when I unfortunately done my groin before the Ghana World Cup 2006, uh, FC Stuttgart, we had a, another club game against them in Germany. And uh, unfortunately for myself, I ruptured my hip flexor. So uh, I ended up missing the, the World Cup. So, yeah, I was gutted there. 100%. That was a good Ghana team. Like you said, they had a good, good World Cup as well. I mean... We World Cup that year as I've well. Seen it yeah. Just gone to Chelsea around that time. <laughs> just gone to Chelsea two and five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there are some, like you say, some players in there who, oh mate, just a few years before the the all at the prime. But yeah, a lot a lot of established Premier League and and yeah. Champions League players like Montari. Yeah, yeah. Went to, um, he, was he was in Milan. He was everywhere. Yeah. Sully was everywhere. He was a top player. Yeah, yeah. top player. Yeah. Right, if it's all right, Lloyd, uh, before we finish, is it all right just to do a five-question quiz? Yeah, yeah. It's no all about your career. I'll let Josh run through it. Yeah, yeah no so problem. we do this with uh, with every guest. Uh, it's the, the profile quiz, we call it. Um, so, yeah, just five questions about your career. Nothing nothing too serious. Um, and one of the questions you've already answered. So, <laughs> um, so number one, uh, you scored over 100 league goals in English football. For which team did you score the most league goals? would have been Brentford most league goals. Yeah. Is Brentford 77, which not a bad return. But you, you still get to a pint boat for you if you if you go to Brentford? Yeah, Brentford, yeah, again, that's my club, man. When, when I go there, hopefully I can get back soon and go to a new stadium. That's my that's my, that's my family. Brentford, and they, they know that the fans, that's just my family club, man. I love, love it to bits, love it to bits. <laughs> They're in the Premier League as well, Lloyd. Next time you see him play, I think they've got a good shot this season. Yeah, we should have, we should have gone like we was gutted. I was so gutted this even this year because I've done so many, I've done so much podcasts, and even up here, Optus over in Australia is really big. Mm. And if Brentford had gone to the Prem, they had so much opportunities for me to be to doing quite a lot of work, and I was gutted when they lost out to Fulham. But hopefully they can try and do it this year again now, man. So they're not doing yeah. too bad now. So got a good chance. I've been knocking on the door for a few years, haven't they? I think. Yeah. Yeah. one where they just they finally make it um, so number two you scored nine league goals for Sheffield Wednesday who was your first Sheffield Wednesday goal against oh the old blades the old blades <laughs> indeed 60 seconds into your debut as we've discussed unbelievable um, number three uh, so we've talked about your goals let's flip it talk about red cards so you received two red cards in your career can you remember who they were against Preston yeah, for, for Reading in 2004. Yep, yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, two yellow cards, but should never have been uh, MK Dons, I believe it was. Yes, it was for, for Cheltenham. So that was going to be my follow-up question. Yeah. Would Dodgy ref? Um, the Reading one, one against Preston, maybe a typical striker challenge studs up. Yeah, but the, <laughs> the other two, the, other, the, one, the ones against... MK, but it was just ne- never, never, because I gave away gave away a penalty, didn't even touch the guy. So I must have got booked for something else, but then I, and he because I, I didn't even touch the guy in the penalty, it was, yeah, it was embarrassing. Embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Number four, you scored 10 times during your time at Reading. Who was your first Reading goal against? Oh, sugar. And this is from the Reading website. So I had a few guests question my... Uh, Ooh, sugar, sugar. <laughs> That's a great shout. No, because my first game was against Wimbledon. Wimbledon, but I didn't score that game. It may have... I'm going to go with... That's a great shout, Josh. I'm going with Burnley. It was Ipswich Town. Head up. Yeah. We're flooding back now. We lost that game. Oh, did you? Yeah. And question five, take it back to where it started. You had two spells with your hometown club, Slough Town. How many goals did you score for them across both spells? And I've got I've got multiple choices. So it's 18, 19, or 20. Across both spells. It's both all spells. Oh man. I'd have to go with I thought it was even more than 20. I'd go with, I'd have to go with 20 then. It is yeah, it is 20. And again, that, that was from their yeah. website. 18 in the first spell, two in the second, it says. So that's good. I thought I scored like 24, but that's all good. That man, it's all good. <laughs> I've, got, I've got the answer right. I've got the answer right. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Take take yeah. that with Slough Town if that's yeah, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine and they've got his goals wrong. <laughs> cool, yeah, that's four out of five. Brilliant, Lloyd. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for giving us your time, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, talk through your career and, and what a career you've had. Enjoy yeah, Sydney, Australia, and we'll enjoy the pissing rain. Yeah, enjoy this show there. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, we're we're all good there, man. But, but I mean, look, you got to just make sure you just stay safe and blessed, and uh, yeah, keep keep safe, guys, man. Absolute pleasure. Right. You too. Let me know when it gets when you when you when you get it all edited, and let me know. Yeah, when it's all up and about, yeah. Will do, mate. Will do, Lloyd. Thank you, mate. Appreciate that, Lloyd. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.